The producers wish to dedicate this episode to the memory of Carl Wulschlegel, the most Roddenberryan man we've ever known. Captain's Log, Stardate 31498.2. As a starship captain, I've lost crew members before, but... Uh, computer, in log recording. Captain? Paul, it's Jack. Enter. Yes. Oh, I, I just wanted to stop by. Is that whiskey? Well, this isn't just whiskey. This is Bushmills, from the oldest distillery on Earth. What makes you think I need a drink? I've known you a long time. You think I'm blaming myself. I'm the captain. Everything on this ship is my responsibility. Of course I blame myself. It's always hard when something like this happens. They teach you to deal with death at the Academy. They put you into all of their scenarios, some of which you can't even win. In the end, no matter how much training you have and no matter how many times you've faced it before, whenever death comes, it always feels like the first time. The captain is supposed to be strong, but at times like this, I feel anything but. We're all just people, Paul. She was as close to family as men like us have. Remember how she used to talk about her wedding? You'd be the one to perform it. I don't want to talk about weddings. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Montana, the continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no crew has gone before. Star Trek, the continuing mission. Based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. Starring Tim Renshaw as Captain Paul Edwards. Patrick McRae as Chief Engineer Jack McGuire. Stephen Perkins as First Officer Darius Locke. Brian Bonner as Security Chief Thomas Plummer. Scott Martinek as Communications Officer Stephen Knight. Gabriel Diani as Dr. Kyle Wilson. Etta Devine as Helmsman Susan Palmer. Tiffany Talent as Science Officer Numi Natukov. Executive Producers Sebastian Pruth, Andy Tyra, and Patrick McRae. This episode The Darkest of Thoughts. Captain's Log, Stardate 31490.6. The Montana has been given a most unusual assignment. We are to transfer a prisoner from Galvos Prime. What makes this mission unusual isn't the mission itself, but the prisoner. 
He's a Vulcan who has apparently gone completely insane. Having been convicted of six murders, he has been a fugitive from justice until his recent capture on Galvo's Prime. He's being extradited to Vulcan, and we are currently en route to pick him up. An insane Vulcan? Is that even possible? It's rare, but it's been known to happen. Mind meld. Excuse me? You mock my words. If a Vulcan's gone insane, it's because of a mind meld gone wrong. They're horribly dangerous, and things go wrong more often than the Vulcans would care to admit. You're right about that, Doctor. I've had my share of unpleasant encounters. The Vulcan mind meld is especially dangerous. It really is the melding of two minds. It's a link that's hard to make, and it can sometimes be hard to break. It's a reckless practice. Well, whatever the cause, it's always nice when Numi decides to entertain us. That's Lieutenant Nutukov playing the cello? Aye, it's a bit of ship's entertainment she provides when she's in the mood. And off-duty. She's quite talented. They say she could have had a career as a musician, but she opted for Starfleet instead. final approach to Galvis Prime. Thank you, Ensign. Standard orbit. We have an incoming transmission from Constable Delnia. Put it through, Mr. Knight, and cut Numi's concert, please. Welcome to Galvis Prime, Captain Edwards. It's our pleasure, Constable. I understand you have a prisoner ready for transfer. Yes, we do. Quite a dangerous one. I'd like to brief you on the particulars of the case in person. Certainly. Give us your coordinates, and I'll beam down with some members of my senior staff once we're in orbit. That'll be fine, Captain. Lieutenant Knight, have Dr. Wilson, Mr. Plummer, and Mr. Locke meet me in the transporter room. Yes, sir. And have Lieutenant Natukov join us as well. She might find this interesting. Lieutenant Natukov, please report to the main transporter room immediately. Oh, thank you. Go on, I'll put this away for you. Are you sure? Go on, we'll keep the captain waiting. Okay, thanks. You'll have to let me buy you a drink when you get back. <laughs> well, we'll see, Martin. I'm gonna hold you to that drink. Ah, Numi. Excellent concert. Thank you, Captain. Did I notice a couple of new numbers? I've been working on some of the Bach cello suites. I was very impressed with your playing, Lieutenant. Thank you. Where is Dr. Wilson? He hasn't arrived. You're late. Am I? Yes. Do you have uh, something better to do? Hmm, not especially. All right, Doctor. Mr. Plummer, Mr. Locke, Lieutenant Natukov, let's go meet this insane Vulcan. Energize. Hello, Captain. Welcome to Galvis Prime. Thank you, Constable. This is my senior staff, Commander Locke, Dr. Wilson, Security Chief Plummer, and my science officer, Lieutenant Natukov. A pleasure to meet all of you. It's not every day one gets to meet living legends. I pity it wasn't under better circumstances. Yes, the circumstances. The prisoner's name is Sytok. 
is an agent of Starfleet Intelligence. He'd been on the trail of a man suspected of taking part in several terrorist attacks on Federation outposts along the Romulan neutral zone. He finally captured the man on Aramum, but despite several days of interrogation, the man would not volunteer any information. The leaving subject had information that would be vital to preventing future, possibly imminent attacks. Sytark decided to perform a mind meld. Told you so. A mind meld? He used a mind meld to extract information from an unwilling subject? That's usually considered highly unethical. That's right, but in the light of the circumstances, Sytok decided to work outside his usual ethical confines. It happens more often than you might think. And did he get the information he wanted? No. The subject had no knowledge of upcoming attacks. Sytok did, however, get something he didn't want. It was already known the subject was dangerously imbalanced. His propensity for violence is likely what had made him an attractive terrorist recruit in the first place. The mind meld left Sytok in a deeply disturbed state. The subject's insanity had left its imprint on his consciousness. Sytok began his own descent into madness after that. He's murdered at least six people that we know of. Federation law enforcement agencies had been on this trail for months until he turned up here on Galvis Prime. We were able to capture him. Because he's a Vulcan, and because one of his known victims is a Vulcan, he's being extradited to Vulcan for trial. Has he given any reason for killing these people? Was there some connection between the victims? We don't know. There doesn't appear to be a connection. Would you follow me, please? I'll take you to Sytok's cell. What was Sytok doing here on Galvo's Prime when he was captured? We don't know why he came here. He might have just been looking for a place to hide. We're certainly remote enough out here. He was caught in the act of assaulting a female shopkeeper. Tell me more about these terrorist attacks along the neutral zone. A group called the Sword of Romulus has claimed responsibility. So the Romulans? No one really knows who they are. Sytok was able to establish contact with someone who claimed to be one of them. He wasn't a Romulan, he was a human, and he was, unfortunately, insane. Here we are. I really think you should reconsider. The charges against you are very serious. And I repeat, I do not need a lawyer. I'm afraid that's it, Mr. Poole. Sytok has clearly refused your services, and these people have come to take him to Vulcan. You're making a terrible mistake, Mr. Sytok. Please. You'll have to leave now, Mr. Poole. Sytok has clearly waived his right to representation. Who is this? I'm Benjamin Poole of Drummond and Brady. A lawyer? Yes, a lawyer has to leave now. Goodbye, Mr. Poole. <sighs> all right, all right. I tried my best. Indeed you did. Finally. Mr. Sytok, this is the crew of the USS Montana. They're going to take you back to Vulcan. Ah, yes, the Montana. I'm Captain Edwards. You don't want a lawyer? No. Well, then why was he here? He arrived yesterday. He just showed up and offered to represent you? Yes. That doesn't seem very likely. Excuse me? A lawyer you don't know just shows up and offers to help you? A lawyer you don't even know? Who are you? Lieutenant Nevtukov. I'm the- She's my science officer. Hmm. Well... Why do you think he would come here, Lieutenant Natukov? I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm sure he was just doing his job. Yes, Doctor. I'm sure that is it. Yeah, right. Uh, let me go ahead and do my exam before we get you aboard. Could you lower the force field, please? I assure you, gentlemen, that I'm not going to harm you. Your phasers are unnecessary. I think we'll keep them just the same. Well, he seems to be fine, Captain. I'd say he's in satisfactory condition for transport. All right, Doctor. 
that's an insane Vulcan? He seems pretty much like any other Vulcan I've ever met. Mr. Locke, did, did you sense anything unusual? Hard to say, Captain. As is typical with Vulcans, his thoughts seem to be well-ordered, but as for the thoughts themselves... What? Well, I couldn't read his thoughts. He, he erected strong mental barriers. I could only sense what seemed to be a very dark, very hostile and violent undercurrents flowing through his mind. His thoughts may be well-ordered, but they are not the thoughts I would expect of a Vulcan. Well, let's get him aboard and get underway. Course laid in for Vulcan, sir. Very good, Ensign. I'm going to go down to the brig and see how our new guest is settling in. Mr. Locke, you have the con. How's our prisoner, Tom? As far as I can tell, he's fine. He just sits there thinking, I guess. Oh, sounds like Numi's going to entertain us some more. Excuse me, could you tell me who's playing the cello? That's Lieutenant Natukov. You met her earlier. Ah, yes, your science officer. She plays exquisitely. Her talents are clearly being wasted in Starfleet. If you say so. Look at this. For his dinner, he ordered a Reuben sandwich. <laughs> a Reuben sandwich? Vulcans are vegetarians. Well, this one isn't. How would he even know what a Reuben tastes like? Maybe he got a taste for him through that mind meld. Just like he got a taste for murder. finally agreed to go out with Lieutenant Martin. Why? He's a nice guy. That's just that he's too nice. Too... Mm, he's not your type at all. How do you know what my type is? Oh, I've known you long enough. And I suppose you think that it's a bishop is quite the catch? No. But he keeps me occupied. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, look. They're both already here. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Well, I'd say we're the two luckiest guys on the ship. Yeah, and don't you forget it. Can I get you a drink, Numi? I'd love some champagne. You're such a romantic. What about you, Susan? Bourbon, neat. Well, that's not so romantic. It's what I like. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll get the drinks. So, Numi, why, why the cello? My father played the cello. I guess I just got used to hearing it. She thinks she's not very good, but she turned down a spot in the Tycho City Orchestra for a career in Starfleet. Tycho City? You're from the moon? Born and raised. I didn't set foot on Earth till I was five. My parents were both lunar research scientists and pretty much thought of the moon as both work and home. And after work, to relax, my father would play his cello. It's still hard to accept that they're both dead now. I'm sorry. I guess we've all had adjustments tonight. I know. My little sister is still alive. She's an antimatter physicist on Alpha 5. We've talked on subspace and sent a few letters. 
I plan to visit her when I get some leave. That's good. Here we are. Champagne for you, bourbon for you, a beer for you, and a club soda for me. Club soda? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Say, Numi, a friend of mine in security says our Vulcan prisoner is a fan of yours. What do you mean? Your concert. He was very impressed. Really? Computer, dim lighting, please. Computer, access the Federation Criminal Records Database. Show me the file on the Vulcan Cytok, recently apprehended on Galvos Prime. Records are classified. Show me the non-criminal files on the subject Cytok. Records are classified. Is that all the records on the subject Cytok? Affirmative. All records on the subject Cytok of Vulcan are currently classified top secret. Mr. Locke, this is Captain Edwards. Could you come to my quarters, please? Yes, sir. Ah, Numi, what brings you down here? Cytok. I want to talk to him. Why? I heard he likes my music. Well, that he does. I don't see what you'll get out of talking to him, but be my guess. The force field will keep you safe. He can't get through it. Thanks, Tom. Ah, uh, Lieutenant Natukov. I thought you might be stopping by. Why? I had a feeling. You seem inquisitive. That's a good quality in a science officer. Though I do believe you're wasting your musical talents by toiling in Starfleet. So I hear. Word gets around, I see. In any case, I was truly impressed by your playing. Thank you. You have questions. Enter. You wanted to see me, Captain? Yes. Does anything about this Cytok bother you? Well, he is insane. I think more is going on here than we know. I just tried to access his files and they're all classified. Cytok is a Starfleet intelligence agent. It's probably not unusual that his files would be classified. I'm not sure what you're getting at, Captain. Why were you on Galvos Prime? I was hiding. Why did you kill those men? I'm insane. Homicidal. Can you really be crazy if you're capable of making that statement? <laughs> I might be crazy, but I'm not stupid. Dr. Rolschlegel says that Vulcans are a race living in denial because they suppress their emotions. He's right. This Dr. Walschlegel is very wise. Who is he? He's a friend of mine. He works in astrometrics. Logic is a prison that the Vulcan race has built around themselves. But didn't following the path of logic save the Vulcans from their own violence? By repressing that violent impulse? The violence that nearly destroyed Vulcan never went away. It was just buried. I have thrown off all the shackles of logic. I am now free to fully explore all aspects of my being. Free? You just admitted to me you were insane. Why can't I be both? You shouldn't restrict yourself to thinking in dualities. Numi was right. Lawyers don't just show up for clients like Cytok. 
All of Cytox records are classified. How did this lawyer even know he had been arrested? It is possible that Starfleet Intelligence wanted to be sure he had adequate representation. Maybe. Tell me, have you ever heard of this sort of Romulus terrorist organization? No. Neither has the computer. There's no record of it. I have heard of some recent incidents along the neutral zone, but I don't know any details. And Constable Delia said that the subject of Cytox mind meld was human, not Romulan. People have many motivations for the things they do. This person wouldn't have been the first traitor the Federation has known. I'm sure he won't be the last. You're right. You're right. Tell me, what do you think is going on? I don't know. It might all mean nothing. Madness and intelligence are not mutually exclusive, Lieutenant. Was it intelligent to murder those people? That's what you want to ask me? Surely there are more interesting questions. All right. Did the people you killed have anything to do with the Sword of Romulus? Ah, so it's truth you want, not just answers. What's the difference? Answers satisfy us. They're only sometimes true. Truth can disturb us. Most people just want answers. They don't care too much whether or not they're true. But you're not like that, are you? I suppose that makes sense. You are, after all, the science officer. That's right. Here is the truth. You should never have joined Starfleet. You should have been a professional musician. The era in which you now live is composed of too many compromises made by people who are trying to do the right thing on the one hand while hiding dark secrets on the other. There are destabilizing forces at work. The Sword of Romulus is a figment of the imagination, but its acts are real. Madness brings its own clarity. The mind meld delivered more than I could have expected. What do you mean? I... I... What's wrong? Uh... Tom! Call Dr. Wilson! Captain Edwards. Yes? Security reports that Cytok has collapsed. Dr. Wilson is on his way to the brig. Come on. What's going on? I'm removing this man to sickbay. What's wrong with him? I don't know yet. You certified his health before we transported him aboard. Well, that was just a rudimentary scan now, wasn't it? You were here when he collapsed, Numi? Yes, Captain. What were you doing here? We were talking. About what? Uh, okay, uh, give us some room so we can move him. Dr. Wilson, you'll keep a security detail in sickbay while you've got this man there as a patient. Captain, I don't think that's necessary. Just do it, Doctor. What's his condition, Doctor? Uh, hard to say. Vulcan physiology is... odd. I'm sure you can figure it out. I'll do my best. Lieutenant, it might help if I knew what you two were talking about before he collapsed. What difference could that make? In his mental state, it's possible that his Vulcan telepathic abilities may have somehow precipitated his physical condition. That doesn't sound very likely, Doctor. Yes, perhaps you're right. But, Captain, are those guards really necessary? Yes. Lieutenant, why did you go down to see Cytok? I'm not sure. It was partly because of something Ensign Bishop told me, but Cytok liked my music. I guess I just wanted to 
talk to someone like him? Out of curiosity. Curiosity? I guess that's what makes you a good science officer. But there was something else about him. He started talking about answers and truth, and how I never should have joined Starfleet. What do you think he meant? I'm not sure. I think he might have been talking about secrets within Starfleet and the Federation. Secrets? What kind of secrets? I don't know. Captain's Log Supplemental. Our Vulcan prisoner has taken mysteriously ill and is now in sickbay. What was originally a routine mission grows increasingly ominous. I can't escape the feeling that we are at the edges of a mystery that we may have no hope of unraveling. On the one hand, Everything seems straightforward, but on the other, there are too many loose ends for my liking. Nurse, bring me 10 cc's of Massiform F. Massiform F? Doctor, that's a very powerful stimulant. I know what it is. Cytox vitals are becoming increasingly unstable. I've got to do something to bring him out of this. But 10 cc's? Isn't that too much? Won't that destabilize him more? Have you studied Vulcan physiology, Nurse Belden? I had the standard introductory courses. This is not a standard case. Please bring me the hypospray. Yes, doctor. Thank you. I'll thank you not to inject me with that, doctor. Your nurse is quite right. That dose would almost certainly prove fatal. Let me go! Stud him. Before you could shoot me, your doctor would be dead. This is a human pressure point, yes? I just have to push a little harder... He's right. Do as he says. Stay back. Alert the captain. Yes. Leave. Alert your captain. I'll kill the doctor if you don't. Now, we can discuss this. Yes. I think there is much you can tell me. Open your mind to me. No. Open your mind, doctor. Our minds are one. No. No. You cannot fight me, doctor. Open your mind. Bridge to Captain Edwards. Edwards here. Sir, security reports that Cytok is out of his coma and is holding Dr. Wilson hostage in sickbay. What? Damn it. Where's Security Chief Plummer? Isn't he there? Never mind. Find him. Have him meet me in the corridor outside sickbay. Yes, Captain. Our minds are one. Yes, Doctor. Now, how well do you know your ship? What's the situation? Sidok threatened to kill Dr. Wilson, unless we alerted you that he's threatened to kill Dr. Wilson. What? I think he wants to talk to you. Sidok, this is Captain Edwards. Do you want to speak with me? Sidok. This is Captain Edwards. I've been told you want to speak with me. Cytok, if you don't answer me, I'm coming in. Give me your phaser. What's happening? Your prisoner is holding our doctor hostage. What? All right, Cytok, I'm coming in. Where is he? Check on the doctor over there. Doctor, are you all right? I, I think so. What happened? Uh, Cytok, he, he, he forced me into a mind meld. Where is he? He's not here. 
I, I, I don't know where he went. Captain, look. You've got to be kidding. The ventilation shaft? We're going to need Commander McGuire. Yes, what is it? Did someone find another loose bolt? We need to know the layout of the ventilation shafts in this part of the ship. Why? Because Cytok escaped through one of them right here in sickbay. Well, from here he could gain access to almost any part of the ship. That particular shaft connects almost directly to auxiliary control. Who designed this thing? Well, it wasn't me. I just keep her running. It's a good bet that auxiliary control's where he's headed. He'll probably try to gain control of the ship. Maybe he'll head to the shuttle bay, try to steal a shuttlecraft. No, it'd be too easy for us to grab him with the tractor beam. Auxiliary control is where he's going. Tom, you're with me. We'll head down there. Jack, you head out to the bridge and help them lock him out. Well, that dinner was pretty dull. <sighs> I know what you mean. They're both nice, but kind of boring. Well, here are my quarters. I'll see you later, Susan. All right, Naomi. Good night. Hello, Lieutenant. Sci-talk. Captain, we're reading no indications of anyone tampering with any of the ship systems from auxiliary control or anywhere else for that matter. Yes, we're down here and auxiliary control is empty. Commander Locke? Yes, sir. Maintain alert status and continue to monitor all systems for any tampering. Captain, do you want to issue a general security alert to the crew? No, not yet. Very well, sir. Commander Locke? Yes, Captain. I have an idea. Do you think you could locate Psydoc telepathically? Maybe. It's an interesting idea. Vulcans are a telepathic species, and that might make such an attempt possible. Of course, it would be easier if the subject wanted to be found. On Galvos Prime, Psytok had built some effective barriers, and he was difficult to read. I know. Care to give it a try anyway? Certainly. I'll turn the captain's chair over to Lieutenant Commander McGuire while I make the attempt. Very well. How did you get in here? Starfleet locks don't provide their personnel with a very reliable level of security. What do you want? I want to talk to you. You are curious. You want answers. There are mysteries here, and I will be dead soon. What are you talking about? It's very hard, sometimes, for me to keep my thoughts linear. I think I may have been mad even before the mind meld. If you work in a world where those around you are mad, their madness can be visited upon you. I've tried to fight against it with the disciplines of my people. What use is logic when the world is mad? I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Exactly. Now you're beginning to understand. <laughs> what would you say if I told you your doctor was trying to kill me? I... I don't know. Doesn't sound likely. Captain, I can't be certain, but I think I've detected a presence similar to Cytox. Can you tell me where he is? I think it's Deck 7, near the crew quarters. Why are you backing away, Lieutenant? What did you mean when you said there were mysteries? Why do you say you'll be dead soon? Very good. Keep me talking. But you're clearly frightened of me. As well you should be. You ask complicated questions to which there are no easy answers. What kind of complicated questions? 
It might be easier to show you some of the answers. What are you talking about? Stay away from me. Don't be afraid, Lieutenant. This might not kill you. <laughs> Come back here. You can't get away from me. You can't get away. I'm much stronger than you. Stop struggling. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to show you something. Our minds are one. Open your mind. Captain, he's definitely on deck seven. His defenses are down, and I just sensed him very strongly. I believe he's near airlock 4B. Tom and I are on our way. Alert security. Phaser's on heavy stun. I believe he may be attempting to mind meld with someone. That's right. Yes. Do you see now? The answers are worse than the questions. Starfleet intelligence is not an easy job, Lieutenant. You learn all sorts of things you'd rather not know. Please stop. Stop? I'm barely beginning. Doctor, where are you going? Didn't you hear that? Someone's got to deal with this madman. But surely that's security's job. No, it isn't. Psytok! Stop what you're doing! Doctor, don't you know it's rude to interrupt two people who are sharing an intent moment? Put your phaser away, Doctor. I said, put it away. What did you do to her? Only what she wanted. I doubt that. Are you all right, Numi? I'm afraid she won't be very talkative for quite a while. Now, put your phaser down. What are you doing? Put the phaser down or I'll send her out the airlock. Don't do it. Huh. I don't think it matters much anymore. Do you, doctor? What's happening? Oh. She recovered more quickly than I expected. Doctor, what's going on? Stay back, Captain. Say your goodbyes, Doctor. No, wait! <laughs> Who was in there? It, 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 it was Numi, Captain. What? I'm, I'm sorry, Captain. I, I was monitoring the situation from sickbay, and I thought I could help. I guess I was mistaken. Numi. Captain. I... Later, Tom. Whiskey like this should be reserved for happy occasions, Jack. You want something to make you feel worse than you already do? Yes. You know, Tom is taking this hard, Paul. Well, why shouldn't he? He thinks he's going to be court-martialed. What's more, 
He thinks he deserves it. Maybe he does. Paul, you know Tom's a good man, and he gives you his best. I know he doesn't like being security chief, but don't let you think for a minute he'd let his feelings interfere with his job. I'm not going to charge him with anything. Hell, if anyone deserved the court-martial, it's probably me. Now there you go again, blaming yourself. I have no choice but to blame myself. That's what being captain means. Well, what were you supposed to do? Throw yourself in front of that phaser beam? Even you can't move that fast. And even if you could, you'd now be dead just like Sytok. And Sytok would probably still have killed Mumi anyway. Well, I imagine this is going to be a mess with the broken consulate. Yes. Tell me, Jack. What do you think of Dr. Wilson? Oh, I don't know. He's a bit eccentric, but I suppose he's a good enough doctor. Why? Enter. Susan. I just wanted to let you know that we've recovered the body. Her body. You and Numi were good friends, weren't you? Yes, sir. She was my best friend on this ship. Would you care to join us for a drink? No, thank you, sir. I think I'll do my drinking alone. I understand. Star Trek, the continuing mission. Based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. The Darkest of Thoughts. Written by David Raines. Directed by Sebastian Proof and Patrick McRae. Sound editing by Andy Tyra, Tim Renshaw, and Sebastian Proof. Starring Charles Miller as Cytok. Corinne Tandy as Nurse Belton. John Mayer as Constable Delnia. Matt Adams as Security Guard. Alec Lee as Mr. Poole. Ben Nelson as Lieutenant Martin. And James Francis as Ensign Bishop. Ship's computer voice by Sherilyn Lambeth. Star Trek is a registered trademark of Paramount CBS. All rights reserved. The use of Star Trek and related trademarks are not intended to infringe on Paramount CBS or their rights to Star Trek. Characters and stories featured on this audio presentation are copyright 2009 TCM Productions.